Chris Ballas loves winter because that means Michigan football is rolling towards Ohio to take on the Buckeyes. Wolverines will face Nebraska. They're going to be out there starting uh, quarterback. So, Chris, what's the latest on Michigan's matchup with Nebraska? Yeah, Nebraska's going to be playing one of their backups. And, boy, they were bad anyway with the starter. And I'll say this. This is the first time ever that Nebraska's been a 30-point underdog to anybody. Mm. In fact, this is the largest point spread. Sean Callahan from Husker Online told me that that, uh, they've faced in their history. So there's really not a lot to hang your hat on if you're a Nebraska fan right now. They can't stop the run. They've got a running back in Anthony Grant who's pretty decent. They've got a couple of decent receivers, but no way to get him the ball. And they can't protect. Their tackles are offensive tackles are terrible. So this is one of those games where you hope that you get off to a better start than you have recently so you can get by the third, fourth quarter some of those backups in there. It's going to be 40 degrees, 39 degrees there, huge. So this is the time of year that you got to protect against injuries and and hope for the best. But I expect Michigan to blow this team out. Uh, if, if it were anybody but Nebraska on the helmet, I think everybody else would be thinking the same thing, too. It's a storied program program, but certainly doesn't have the, the team to back that up this year. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line on the huge show across Michigan. Uh, your thoughts on Michigan basketball and what you witnessed from game one, uh, what signing day brought them. Uh, they're relatively still young, even with Dickinson back. Uh, the state of Michigan hoops right now, Juwan Howard. I'll be honest. First impressions, I was I was really impressed and uh, with the way they played. Jet Howard, number one, is is a pro, and you can tell that after two games. So the way he shoots, the way he plays, with uh, swagger and confidence, and his distribution. I think he had five assists last game. He's got a he hasn't put a body on anybody yet, and I'm sure his dad's gonna Juwan Howard is gonna take care of that. He's got to rebound the ball better. But that was one of the big question marks: was what are they gonna do with the three this year, and who's it gonna be? Do you really have to rely on a freshman? Well, you're relying on a guy who's gonna be a future pro. I think he's going to be there two years and probably move on. And that's based on not just the first two games, the exhibition and the game that we saw Monday night in which he shot the lights out, but everything we've heard about him in practice. This kid's a fantastic basketball player. Uh, their guard play is still, you know, the jury's out on the point guard. I think Jalen Llewellyn is going to be good. He'll be really solid, and he really gets guys into the right positions, kind of like Eli Brooks did for Michigan, but except that he's doing it at the point, and he's doing it on both ends of the floor. Very smart kid, as you would imagine of a Princeton grad and Doug McDaniel this kid as a, as a point guard has some gives off some Xavier Simpson vibes but he can shoot the ball a little better he hasn't yet but he can he's got more of a mid-range game and extremely extremely fast and really really a ball hawk defensively so like him a lot so they need a little bit more from the four but you know what Hunter Dickinson man just does what Hunter Dickinson does and he goes out there and he's going to get his 20 and 10 and between him and Jed Howard, you got the two stars there. It's all going to be about developing depth and what Kobe Buff can, can give them at the two. He was really good in his first game. He was okay in the second game, didn't shoot the ball well. If he plays to his potential, this team's got a chance to win the Big Ten huge. Yeah, the Big Ten seems wide open from what I've watched a little bit of you know Michigan State, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, go down the list. I, I don't see that, even Illinois and Ohio State, I... I don't see the squad that's just loaded to be like a, no. a top, you know, a top eight, which would be a, at least a two seed in the NCAA tournament. 
Right, which is what I think. You know, Michigan at its peak. If they, if they, if Bufkin is what he we think we can, we think he can be, a former McDonald's All American, uh, and Michigan gets a little bit more from the four. This is a much better shooting team. It's amazing how much better the offense runs, isn't it? Huge when you don't have Musa Diabate and Hunter Dickinson on the floor together. Yeah, it just that didn't really make sense to me last year. So uh, now you've got shooters surrounding Hunter Dickinson. He's finding them, and I think you're going to see that continue. Indiana has been the favorite to win the Big Ten. I don't really like that team. Uh, I think they're they're talented, but I, are they one of those, the top ten teams no. in the country? Are they going to win the Big Ten? I don't think so either. So uh, I like Illinois. Karen Shannon is the kid that Michigan was going to get from Texas Tech as a transfer. If they'd gotten him, I would have put Michigan as the clear favorite to win the Big Ten. Instead, he's tearing it up for the line. I'd keep an eye on that team, too. And then you never obviously count out Michigan State, uh, extremely well coached under Tom Izzo. So uh, we'll see. But that's uh, I like this team better than I thought I would, and I'm watching them defend and the want to on that end is exactly what Juwan Howard was looking for. It looks like a well-coached basketball team and looks like it's one that's going to be fun to watch all year. Uh, one final thought. I'm going to ask Doug Skeen this question when he joins me later and you two do the Michigan football podcast that people can hear at thewolverine.com. Is Michigan a national championship level team that could run the table and not lose a game the rest of the year? That's a great question. I still think Georgia is the best team out there with the most talent. I think uh, Michigan's offensive line is is better this year to equipped to deal with a Georgia. And you're not going to see that kind of a defense again, right, that you saw last year. That was a once-in-a-decade group. Uh, these guys with Olu Oluwatimi at center, I think, is they are, they are better equipped to run the ball on some of these better teams. I think they're just a hair below uh, Georgia. Uh, I think they can certainly go down to Columbus and win. I think Ohio State is kind of like they were last year, Bill, and everybody says they're better defensively. They gave up 500 yards to to Penn State, and they gave up. They, they were getting run on by Northwestern, even though they knew the run was coming. They were, there was no chance that Northwestern was going to throw the ball, A, because they suck at it, and B, because of that wind, and yet they lined up and they ran the ball and they, they had success against them. I think that's the kind of team that uh, Michigan has that kind of team that can go in there and win. So I would say they can if things fall right, Bill. I don't think they'd be the favorite to do it, but I certainly think it's possible this year. I think it's much more wide open than it was last year. I agree, and I the, the interior line play, and I'll talk to Skeen about it more uh, later in this show, the O-line the way they're just destroying opposing defensive linemen is NFL-ish, to say the least. This is literally the best run blocking team that I've seen in probably since Doug Skeen was there. And that includes the 97 national champions. That includes, you know, the 2000 line. They had four guys that went to the pros and, and were drafted highly. Uh, this line is better at that. And it starts on the interior. Olu Timmy is a, a man among boys. He's one of those guys where you look at them. I was watching he and him and Mozzie Smith go out for the coin toss against Rutgers. And it reminded me of Georgia last year when they came out for the toss. And you're like, oh man, Michigan screwed. Because they were just absolutely massive, but uh, those are the kinds of guys that are difference makers. And I was watching a clip where Zinter against Penn State was pushing guys around and pancaking one guy after another, two on the same play in pass protection, and that doesn't happen very often. It's a pretty special group. So Trente Jones, that they're going to probably get him back now. Trevor Keegan at left guard, keep an eye on him. We think they might be without him for a couple weeks with an ankle injury that he suffered. But this Gol Hottie kid uh, out of Dearborn that Michigan got is fantastic for a sophomore. They've got good young talent waiting in the wings, too, Bill. I don't think this line or this offense is going anywhere for several years. 
Blake Corum, uh, one added bonus question, Chris, before I let you go. Sure. And Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, checking in on the Meyer guest line. You know, Hooker didn't have a great game against Georgia. I, I was telling Sean Ellis and the crew from Mr. Carwash at lunch today that if Corum has a big game on the road in Columbus and Michigan finishes the regular season 12-0 and and at least number two in America, I think Corum wins the Heisman. I think he's got a shot, right? It's a quarterback's award now, but who's the quarterback that you're saying, okay, this guy's head and shoulders Well, it was Hooker, but he didn't play well against Georgia. Exactly. You're absolutely right. And now he could still have a couple of huge games here and everybody could look past that and say, okay, uh, look what he's done. And I think that's certainly possible. And I think they'll probably play to that, Bill. If you look at the rest of their schedule, Vanderbilt, and uh, they've got a couple other teams that uh, they're not going to be anything less than a 19-point favorite in these last three games. So I would imagine that he's going to ascend again. And you're going to see Blake Corum here. You're not going to see him get the 20 to 25 carries, in my opinion, Bill, on Saturday, maybe 20. But you're going to see Donovan Edwards get some more carries, too. First and foremost, they want to keep these guys healthy and, and ready for the end of the year. And Blake Corum's all about that, too. He's like, hey, you know what? When it comes to awards, they're nice, but he wants to win. And that's what makes him and really this team special. Not a whole lot of egos, and you can see how it's translating on the field. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider. Check it in on the Meyer Guest Line. Follow everything. Michigan football, basketball, and all University of Michigan sports at thewolverine.com. Chris, uh, we'll talk on Monday and look back at the Nebraska game, look ahead to Illinois, and the countdown to Ohio State will be underway. Can't wait. Thanks, Bill. All right, Chris Bell is checking in on that Meyer guest sign, and Meyer proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics.